You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm Karen Parkinson. And I'm Megan Winter. It takes more than a great product, a pretty website, and some social media to have a successful online store. But you've probably already figured that out. So after a decade each in the industry, we thought it was about time we shared our knowledge, experience, and wisdom with you so you can sell more on your online store. In today's episode, we are taking you behind the scenes and we're going to show you our Facebook ad process that allows us to get amazing results for our clients, for our students, and we are not holding anything back. So you can actually use this to sell more on your online store as well. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's dive in. So we're chatting all about our three-step process to ensure your Facebook ads are get people buying, not just clicking. So step number one is to target the right people with the right message. Step number two is all about having a traffic-ready website. And step number three is all about having an e-commerce funnel in place to show the right message at the right time. Yeah, so this is the funnel that we actually use within our agency. So a lot of people don't actually know that we also have a Facebook ads agency where we run Facebook ads for our clients that want to grow and scale using Facebook and Instagram ads. We have actually won some national awards using this funnel and we've been able to generate some really amazing results for our clients. And also we teach this funnel in our program. So this funnel is essentially, or this process that we are showing you today, the three steps that Karen's just mentioned. If you've got a good product, we know that it will work for any e-commerce business. So step one, target the right people with the right message. So if you try to be everything to everyone, as you will know, if you have listened to our previous episode, all about getting really clear on who your audience is, if you try to be everything to everyone, you will be nothing to no one. So you don't want to just put your Facebook ads up and get every single person on the platform to see them because that would be a massive waste of money. And also if you're getting those people to see your ads and they're not actually going to even be interested in your products at all, you know, it's absolutely pointless. So you want to get really, really clear on who your ideal customer avatar is. We have an episode all about this, which is episode 25, I believe. So go and have a listen to that one. So once you are really crystal clear on who you're talking to, you then want to get really crystal clear on what to actually say to them, to sell to them, to get them to buy without feeling salesy. Again, we have an entire episode on this one, which is episode 26. There you go, right up one after the other. So have a listen to those, get really crystal clear on who you're targeting and what you should say to them. And at the end of the day, that's what successful marketing really is, the right message to the right person. And then Facebook ads are just a tool. That's right. And using that tool, there is no point sending all this amazing traffic to your website unless your website is ready for it. So we call this having a traffic-ready website. And once again, we have an entire episode on this, which I believe is the one before this one. (laughs) So episode... 27 maybe 28 uh 28 ish episode 28 ish is all about having a traffic ready website but essentially that means that you have a conversion rate of three percent or higher 
that your website is loading in three seconds or less, that it's user-friendly and most importantly, mobile-friendly, and it passes the three-second test. So the three-second test is when somebody who doesn't know you looks at your website and can tell exactly what it is that you sell and who it's for in under three seconds. So if you're not passing that three-second test, you've got a little bit of work to do before you're ready to start sending traffic to your website. And the reason that the conversion rate is so important is because increasing your percentage of conversions can just make such a big difference, even by half a percent or a percent. If you're looking at every 100 people that come to your website, for every one person that buys, that's 1% conversion rate. So we're only looking to try and get to three. So if you can get to that 3% conversion rate, you can make a huge difference to your bottom line and the revenue that you're generating from your website simply by increasing that by a fraction of a percent can make a massive difference to your bottom line. Yeah. So I actually had a conversation with a potential client for our Facebook ads agency yesterday and on face value, they looked amazing. And I kind of went into the call thinking, you know, this is going to be someone that we can really help and we'd be happy to take them on as a client. Now we're actually quite picky with who we do work with because we want to make sure that they have all of these things in place before we even touch their Facebook ads before we even start driving traffic to their website. They had a very low conversion rate. Like I think it was 0.3 or something. And so if we were going to start running Facebook ads to a website that had a 0.3% conversion rate, they're not going to get, you know, very good results. So when we're talking about step one and step two, what a lot of people do is they, and especially, you know, students who jump into our program, they get really, really excited and they want to go straight to the Facebook ads module. But if we skip over step one and step two, if you don't know who your audience is and you don't have your messaging really honed in to them and you don't have a traffic ready website. If we go to step three, which is have an e-commerce Facebook ads funnel in place, then it's really not going to get the results that we know it could. So don't be tempted to skip over step one and step two before getting to step three. Definitely so important there and such a good point because if you do jump ahead without getting all of the pieces of the puzzle ready, it's an expensive way to get traffic that's not going to do anything to your site. So step number three is all about having an e-commerce funnel in place to show the right message at the right time. And the exact funnel that we use is what we're going to share with you. As Megan mentioned in our agency, we get over 30 times return on ad spend for our clients. So we're going to show you exactly the funnel now we're chatting about is the one that we use with our clients. There's no secret source hidden behind anything. And this is something that you can utilize in your own business. So I want you to have a think about the last time you bought something after seeing it once. Now, I know for me, I have to see things a few times before I actually get my wallet out and part with the cash to buy something. I think it depends how many wines I've had first. Yeah, that is true. If I'm and how cute the- it is on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. If I'm sitting on the couch on a Friday night and I've had like two wines, I'm like, oh, cute, check out. The purse strings are a little bit looser. <laughs> and then the next like week, all these things start coming. I'm like, Mm, yes, totally remember buying that one. <laughs> Presents to yourself, right? It's like Christmas. <laughs> we give everyone permission to go and support another Aussie business and buy something today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you can tell your husband, partner, wife that uh, we gave you full permission. <laughs> we digress though. Apart from those instant purchases that we might do after a few boozy wines, 
generally people like to see something more than once before they buy it. So it's really important that we have a funnel in place to retarget our website visitors. And just to give you an idea, uh, we spent $299, so just under $300 for a skincare brand and they generated one ad to cut. That was it. No sales whatsoever. So if we'd stopped there and just run what we call top of funnel, so these ads to a cold audience telling them about the product, we would have been a pretty dis- disappointing result for that client. But we didn't stop there. And so cold audience is people who have never heard of you before, people who don't know that you exist. Yeah. So these are the people that we're just introducing the product to. We kept going and we did what's called retargeting, which we're going to go into in a moment. We spent another $255, but we generated a 70 times return on ad spend from those ads. So from that $255, they spent 18,000 is what people spent from the ads and they got back. So if you average that out, instead of making nothing, (laughs) they ended up making $33.97 for every dollar that they put into the overall funnel. So what they paid for that cold traffic and then the retargeting to the warm traffic, they um, generated nearly $34 for every dollar. So I don't know about you, but if I had a machine that I could put a dollar into and get $34 out, I'd be pretty darn happy. (laughs) We see this so often, right? We see people saying, I've done Facebook ads and they didn't work for me. I got no return on ad spend. I got no return on investment. Or even worse, they say like, oh, an agency did some Facebook ads for me and they just Mm. didn't work. Facebook ads are just not for me in my business. But what has generally what we found generally, like nine times out of 10, is that what's happening is they're not actually retargeting. They don't have anything set up to put the people who have come to your website, but not made a purchase yet. There's nothing in place to follow those up. So when people say Facebook ads don't work for me, usually it's actually not Facebook ads fault. It's Facebook ads are just a tool and they're only as good as the user <laughs> who's what's someone that does the things with the tools the, the <laughs> button presser I don't know whatever you know what I'm saying it's only as good as what you actually do with it yeah so one of the things that makes all of this retargeting possible and when we're saying retargeting we'll talk in just a moment on exactly who we're retargeting who we're showing the ads to but we use things such as the Facebook pixel which tracks cookies so it tracks people that go to a website and what they do on that website. So whether or not they look at a product, whether they add to cart, whether they purchase. And we're also now seeing as we're in the ATT world and we're going beyond the iOS updates of a lot more privacy, the Facebook pixel doesn't work for everyone anymore. So we're also using things like email lists integrating with Facebook and sending customer data back. So if somebody, for instance, signs up to your email list and you're using Clavio, we uh, love Clavio, we recommend it. Uh, they then send that data back to Facebook and you can retarget people if they've added to cart or if they've made a purchase based on their email data rather than relying on the Facebook pixel. And we can also retarget people based on actions that they took within Facebook. So the magic of the pixel allowed us to retarget people based on actions that they took on the website. Whereas as Karen mentioned, the good old iOS 14 updates, 15, as it's, you know, as they're all rolling out has stopped some of that retargeting being possible. So we're also adding in things like being able to retarget people based on things that they've done within the Facebook app. So they may have engaged with your brand on Facebook or watched a video or that kind of thing. 
That's exactly right. So our funnel comprises of, well, the first part of the funnel comprises of three steps. And these are our three Ds. If you've listened to our talk about content and things before, you might've heard these pillars before, but they are top of funnel is our discover phase. And this is in two sort of sections now. We discover the right audience that we're going to target used on some of these things that Megan just touched on. So we're putting ads out there and seeing if people engage. So if I run a store and I'm selling to mums and I put out a really funny mum meme, the people who engage with that meme are likely to be the right audience for me. But if somebody's not a mum and they don't relate to, you know, getting out three times a night or uh, the success and overwhelming joy of when a baby goes to sleep, <laughs> yep. they're probably just going to scroll on by because it's not relevant to them. So we use these kind of ads to discover the right audience. And then when we've discovered the audience and we're putting out our top of funnel ads, that's when that cold audience, as Megan said, people who've never heard of us, they discover the brand for the first time. Yeah. So this is what we call top of funnel. As Karen said, then we move into what we call middle of funnel. Now, middle of funnel is the second D type content, which is dream. So in discover, as we discover the right audience and get people to discover us and know that our brand and our product even exists within the dream phase of the funnel and the type of content that we're wanting to put in front of people in this section of the funnel, we're really wanting to inspire people to dream about our product. So what would it look like if that product was actually in their life? We want them to start imagining that they have this purchase. And this is where we start to talk more about the product. So in Discover, we're talking a lot about the brand and the values and introducing people to the fact that we actually exist. In the second step, in the dream or the middle of the funnel, we're talking more about the features, advantages and benefits of the product and how it's actually going to make the life of the customer better. So if you've been listening to our podcast episodes, we will often say people don't buy your product, they buy what it does for them and how it makes them feel. So in this dream phase, we really want to hone in on that and get people thinking about what it's going to be like to have your product in their life. Right. And then there is the third D. So this is the bottom of our funnel and this is the do phase. So this is where we want people to take action. We want them to do something and that do is generally to check out. So we're wanting them to go ahead and make a purchase. So if we look at the people that are going through the funnel, the top of the funnel is generally people who have never heard of us before. So these are the cold audience. The dream stage, the middle of funnel, we're now retargeting people who have discovered the brand. So these are people who have been to our website, people who have engaged with us on social media or engaged with one of those top of funnel ads. Then in the bottom phase, the do phase or our bottom of funnel, we're targeting those really warm people. So these are people who have looked at a product or added to cart but haven't yet checked out. So they're the different people that come across in those stages of the funnel. And we generally, if you imagine a funnel and like how it starts as the bigger triangle and works its way down, you have more people in the top of the funnel and then it gets smaller and smaller as you work your way down. However, the results get bigger and bigger. So generally, top of funnel is where you make some purchases but that middle and bottom of funnel is where most of the money is made. So if people are stopping top of funnel, which is what most people do, right? They put out an ad. It's like putting something on the radio or TV or a billboard and they just tell people, this is our product, buy it. <laughs> and without any of that funnel or it's like asking someone to marry you on a first date, right? 
we're actually warming and nurturing those people through the middle and the bottom of funnel. And that's where we start to make a lot more money. So we've got one campaign that we did. We were getting great results top of funnel. We were getting $19 for every dollar put in. So a lot of people might stop there and go, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Let's leave it there. But with the middle of funnel we put on, we got 29.9 times return on ad spend. And the bottom of funnel was getting 66. So that's $66.04 to be precise for every dollar that we put into that bottom of funnel. So we went on to make another $20,000 from just $300 ad spend. So if we'd stopped at the top of funnel, we would have left all of that money sitting on the table. So there's definitely a lot of reasons why we're harping on around (laughs) this retargeting and why you should do it. Yeah. And if you think about the funnel, so as Karen said, it does start off as being quite large at the top and then as a typical funnel does, it gets smaller and then smaller and smaller. And eventually, you know, you will get what's left at the bottom. And so because your top of funnel, so the discover phase, lots of people will probably see that you exist, but not everybody is going to then go on to make a purchase. So what you want to do is actually make sure that you have enough people coming through the top of the funnel. And this is another mistake that we see a lot is that people aren't getting enough potential customers into their funnel so that they can't then go down through the rest of the funnel, if that makes sense. So you want to make sure that you're putting enough budget and enough reach into that top of funnel because it's always going to be bigger. But as Karen said, so in the example that she used before, we've spent $2,000 on top of funnel to make 40,000. That's pretty good. Then we spent another 300 to then make another 20 grand. So you can kind of see how the results get better and better as we go down, but you still need to make sure that you're putting enough in the top to have those results at the bottom. Yeah. So we're feeding that funnel as we go. And the content also changes throughout the funnel as well. So our top of funnel is all about kind of showcasing who they are, who the brand is, what their values are, and perhaps introducing the products. So this is where you're like, hey, you know, we sell shoes, for instance. You know, you're telling them the top level stuff. Uh, We sell shoes that are eco-friendly or we sell really squishy padded luxury play mats, things like that. And then we have the middle of funnel. And the middle of funnel is where you might start to overcome some objections. So objections could be things like, is it going to fit me? Is it going to be the right size? What's their return policy like? I wonder if I can send it back. The lead time, is it going to take ages to get to me? What are the shipping costs going to be? It might be that they're concerned about the quality or the material or even the price. So what we get our students to do in Igniter is to actually make a list of all the possible objections people could have shopping with your store. And then you want to use these ads to start overcoming some of those objections. Yeah. So then we move into the bottom of funnel and the bottom of funnel really is, this is where people are at that decision point. So they've really come to know your brand. They've done all of their research around your product. Now it's just decision time. So now it's just, yes, I'm going to buy this or no, I'm not going to buy this. And so at the bottom of funnel, really, it's just reminding people that you're there because as we're shopping online, so many different things could happen now. Life gets in the way. (laughs) Life happens. So, you know, 
kids could start screaming. We need to go and make them dinner or you're shopping online at work and your boss walks in and you need to close Mm -hmm. down your window or whatever it is. So if you just simply remind people that you're there, sometimes that is actually enough just to get them across the line and to make that purchase, come back and complete the purchase. You can also do things like offer incentives at the very end of the funnel. So you're not going to offer people 10% off at the top of funnel, but if they have gone all the way through and they still haven't made a purchase, here's maybe where you could offer an incentive or a reason for them to complete their purchase with you. And that's purely because it's going to be cheaper to give a small discount to someone at the very end of the funnel than it is to get a new person to go all the way through the funnel. So that's why we say that you could offer that incentive, but we wouldn't do it sort of, yeah, as Megan says, right away because you don't want people to get used to a discount or to wait or train your customers to add to cart and then abandon so that they get their juicy little discount in their inbox or in their Facebook ad. Yeah, we use this one quite sparingly, actually. Often we find that the ads that are simply reminding people actually do better than, you know, having a discount or something because if you think about the brand proposition and where you want the brand to sit, you know, having a discount can sometimes almost cheapen the brand. So we would use this one very sparingly. Now our funnel doesn't actually stop there. So we've got so far top of funnel, discover, middle of funnel, dream, bottom of funnel, do. We then break out. Unfortunately, we ran out of D's. So (laughs) we break out into a thank you phase. So this is the loyalty part of the funnel. Do do, do Do it again. again. Yeah, that could be it. (laughs) So this is where we simply say thanks. Thank you for purchasing. So it's shown to someone who actually makes a purchase. There is no calls to action, no like come by again or anything like that. We're just purely saying, hey, thank you. Thank you for purchasing from our small business or our family business or whatever it might be. And these ads get incredible results. So we've had some brands generate up to 50 times return on ad spend from a thank you campaign. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got one here that we spent $37 running a thank you campaign, got an extra 11 purchases, which equaled just under $2,000 in revenue. It's $1,879.40 from saying thank you. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Pretty (laughs) powerful stuff. Yeah, not bad at all. (laughs) Sending thank you campaigns is a really lovely way to strengthen the brand and just make people sticky and loyal to you. You can also wait, you know, maybe 30 days and then retarget all of those purchases. Remember, as we said before, if you've got your Clavio linked up, you can actually link up your Clavio lists to your Facebook audiences. So you can actually retarget all of those people who have purchased from you, maybe 30 days later to say, say, hey, don't run out if you sell a consumable or, you know, buy again. And so you can send specific ads to only people who have purchased. And that's a really great way of, again, getting your repeat purchases up because it's far cheaper to get a repeat purchase than it is to go and find a new customer. Yeah. That's something that people really undervalue and underestimate, Mm -hmm. I think, is it's always better to nurture people and get them to buy again than it is to get them to, you know, a brand new person through the whole funnel again. Yeah. So if you put all of this together, you can make your business work for you and not the other way around. So imagine you can have on autopilot and have your ad funnel running that's targeting the right people with the right message, sending them to a traffic-ready website that's ready to convert like crazy and guiding them through your funnel to show them the right message at the right time. If you're looking to sell more on your online store, you might like to check out Ecom Igniter, our online training program. Find out more at ecomigniter.com. 
and be sure to join the waitlist to access our special early bird offer. 